What is social and emotional learning, a.k.a. SEL, and how to utilize SEL during today's pandemic with your child or children? The components of social and emotional learning are social awareness, relationship skills, responsible decision-making, self-awareness, and self-management. I am Tommy Warren, Chief Podcaster for PrimetimeParenting.org, where at Primetime Parenting, we don't see problems, we see solutions. This is a special podcast edition, Social and Emotional Learning During This Pandemic. As far as family culture, practices and practicality are unique to each family. There is no such thing as perfect parenting, no such thing as doing it right during this time. We are in a new era, which means we have to have a new mindset. Natural beginnings and endings usher in an opportunity for habit and pattern changes. Look at parenting with fresh eyes and view yourselves as both educators, learners, and as parents. What big picture lessons could your child or children be learning from this unique time? Let's start with at home. Researchers have some basic facts on schooling at home. An estimated 3.4 million adults have been homeschooled for at least one of their K through 12 years. That's kindergarten through their senior year of high school. At least 2.3 million children are homeschooled. Typically, they score 15 to 30 percentile points higher on standardized tests, regardless of household income or parents level of formal education. Homeschoolers typically score above average on social and emotional measures, including peer interaction, self-concept, and leadership skills. Whether parents are certified teachers or not, did not relate to academic outcomes. Question. How can we teach social and emotional skills during this time? Are there several things we can do to get set for successful learning? Yes, we can model, coach, practice, and create a supportive environment. Let's start by setting up a conducive space for learning success. This space will need to be well lit, education tools ready, organized, and clear of distractions. Allow for choices on timing, snacks, and tools. Using some type of timer is helpful. This will keep everyone on pace. Allow for mistakes, for it is our mistakes our greatest lessons are learned. With that in mind, your attitude matters. Have an attitude that will adopt a learning mindset. If you groan and complain, they will groan and complain. 
If you show excitement, they will be more open to learning. Have an attitude that will offer choices, even if it is small. This will give them a sense of independence by making choices. Have an attitude that will articulate confidence. Avoid trailing off or mumbling by making a conscious effort not to. Have an attitude that will facilitate thinking. Begin with a question. This is the simplest path into critical thinking. Have an attitude that will take breaks. Children should have a break every 25 to 30 minutes. Breaks in activities should take about one to three minutes. But breaks are refreshing for both you and your child. You should take a break too. How do we set up learning success at home? I can tell you this. Routines are the key. As a parent, you can do your part at home to reinforce ongoing learning. Set up a daily family routine, including providing the place and time at home for homework, checking on assignments, homework, and projects, talking each day with your child about his or her activities, promoting literacy by reading to your child and by reading yourself. Limiting and monitoring TV watching, gaming, social media, and computer time. Expressing high expectations and standards for your child's learning. And posting your own daily lesson plan. The refrigerator is a good place for your lesson plan. We're talking about social and emotional learning during this pandemic. And during this time... Let us not forget about our mental health. Focusing on your mental health can improve your immune system, increase your productivity, and even help you live longer, according to multiple studies. So there's no reason we shouldn't put as much attention on our emotional well-being to our minds. Here are some mental health strategies. One. Exercise. Studies have consistently shown us that exercise has positive effects on brain function, anxiety, self-image, and recovery from addiction. It doesn't have to be an intense workout, but getting your heart rate up and moving your body for at least 20 minutes a day makes a world of a difference for your mental health. Two. Socialize. Pick up the phone and call or FaceTime a friend or a family member. And if you have an opportunity, go for a walk with that friend or family member. Three, express gratitude. Consider keeping a journal where you write down what you are grateful for daily or even weekly. It can be easy to focus on the negatives when things aren't going well. 
but incorporating even a five minute gratitude practice into your day can completely alter your mindset. Regular expressions of gratitude can help lower stress levels and even improve your immune system. The more we focus on what is good about our lives, the more goodness shows up. Four, spend time outside. Even just spending five minutes outside can boost not only your mood, but your self-esteem. The sun exposure is a natural mood enhancer. Five, meditate. Many studies have shown that mindfulness meditation can easily ease anxiety and regulate stress. For some, meditation might be doing yoga. For others, it is stillness that comes through prayer. Whatever your practice, find what works for you to get still and begin raising the volume of your own inner voice. Six, have a good laugh. We all love to laugh and it makes us feel good. But the mental health benefits go beyond us just having a good time. Laughter increases your ability to learn, improves your short-term memory, and reduces your stress levels. And seven, get adequate sleep. Just because you have other things on your plate does not give you an excuse to put sleep on the back burner. Sufficient sleep energizes your brain cells, keeps up your motivation for daily life activities, and gives you a more peaceful feeling about your day. Although it's generally thought that eight hours is the norm, each person has their own requirements. The important thing is to get enough sleep and don't end up exhausted, unproductive, anxious, or even depressed. Too often, social emotional learning is approached as a standalone rather than a daily routine or ritual. Here are a few reasons why socio-emotional learning needs to become a daily routine. First, routines ground us and provide a feeling of safe and security. We know that a child or children need to feel safe and secure in order to learn. And we know that routines can help achieve this. Second, Safety and security is needed to authentically build social emotional skills, forming authentic connections and being honest with our emotions means we have to be vulnerable. In order to be vulnerable, we need to create a home that is supportive. Establishing a time for social emotional learning each day provides a safe space for your child to connect to themselves and to others as they build social emotional skills. Third, children and parents need an opportunity to identify and express emotions on a daily basis. Feelings and emotions change frequently, 
sometimes from one moment to the next. By providing your child and yourself with a daily opportunity to identify how you both are feeling, only then will the both of you be able to work through any challenges or obstacles you may be facing. We are helping each other to better prepare for the day ahead and be better able to navigate challenging situations as they arise. Fourth, parents need time to check in with their children on a daily basis. Parents are better able to form meaningful relationships and meet individual needs when they understand what their children are waking up to each day from an emotional standpoint. It's important to note that parents should not be expected to add mental health professional to their own resume. This means it is important that parents have a structured framework that allows them to quickly touch base with their child without taking away from instructional time. And fifth, empathy and other social and emotional skills are just like any other muscle in your body. They need to be flexed regularly in order to grow. We should never go to the gym for one hour a week and check off the box saying, okay, now I'm physically fit. Similarly, we can't learn about or practice social emotional skills for one hour a week and expect to be mentally, emotionally, and socially well. Think about the rituals in your life that you hold sacred. Would you begin your day without brushing your teeth, taking a shower? Imagine a day where rituals of identifying, expressing, managing our emotions were integrated seamlessly and effortlessly so that we could all thrive and reach our full potential. Listen, finding a way to reach our children who are struggling in various ways can be difficult, but social emotional learning can open doors. Our children can better respond to the effects of trauma by developing social emotional learning skills. For our children who are most at risk, who live in poverty and or may witness or experience traumatic experiences, social emotional learning is an extraordinary tool for repairing the damage and forbidding lifetime coping skills. This has been a special podcast edition, social and emotional learning during this pandemic. Join me again on the next podcast where we will be talking about uninvolved or neglectful parenting. Also go to the website, www.primetimeparenting.org. Go to the forum, let us know what you think, or if there is a topic you would like to hear on an upcoming podcast. I am Tommy Warren, Chief Podcaster for PrimetimeParenting.org, where at Primetime Parenting, we don't see problems, we see solutions. <laughs>